Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, the weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. If you're looking to help further Podcast Junkie and support indie podcasts, don't forget to check us out at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast junkie, or join our Discord community. The link to that is available at castjunkie.com, where we have a full line of support indie podcast merch, profits from the Patreon, and merch sold all go back to support other people's indie podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so that you can get the next episode as soon as it drops. And rate and review us over on Podchaser or wherever you're listening to help us get our name out there. With that, let's get into this week's review. This week, we're going with a show that I at first thought was going to be an audio drama based around two women and a crime, though I quickly learned Jen and Cam are the real deal when it comes to true crime, and stories of lesser-known victims and their killers. So, this week's review and recommendation is for Our True Crime Podcast. Our True Crime Podcast is hosted, like I said earlier, by Jen and Cam, who take lesser-known crimes from around the globe and try to pay respect to the victims while lifting the heavy feeling with a little bit of a comedic twist. So, without going any further, let's tune into a random exchange between these two great friends. This brutal murderer killed more victims than his famous namesake. He was known as Jack the Stripper. Ooh. The murders would be known, or would come to be known, as the Hammersmith nude murders. Hmm. Now our good buddy Nico, he's going to know all these towns, so if I say I'm wrong, Nico, let me know. I'll we'll change him. Did he leave a trail of dollar bills? Is that how they caught him? That's kind of why I looked it up, Jen, because I was like, Jack the Stripper? What did he do? What bar does he hang out at? Yeah, all that was intriguing to me, of course. Of course it was. Anything about sex, man, you're on it. I know. It's a blessing and a curse. It is. It is. It is. I'm Camille, and today I'm going to bring you the story of Jack the Stripper. Dun, dun, dun. Drunk history. I love Mm -hmm. it. That's all I can hear in my head. The story begins in June 1959. Two London officers were just walking their beat when they noticed something under some brush. And it was not a mannequin. As they approached, there was no mistaking what it was. It was the body of a young woman. Her clothes had been ripped off, exposing her breast and midriff. She had marks around her neck that would lead to believe she was, in fact, strangled. She was missing her panties and her shoes. We all know girls never go anywhere without a full outfit. Well, and once upon a time in Hollywood, they do. (laughs) Police looked to the public for help in identifying this young lady. The woman would turn out to be a prostitute slash sex worker. Mm -hmm. I I can't say sex because they all are. So it goes on and on. You know what I mean? Like, so I got I can't just keep saying the word sex worker. Mm -hmm. The woman would turn out to be a prostitute named Elizabeth Fig, age 21, who often worked this area located near the Thames River. Sex workers would often work in this area as it was desolate, but not far from a lot of people. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't behind a tree. Right. Snuggle, snuggle. Police would come together and then fan out and try to find someone that saw something. And all they could come up with was this pub owner who was located nearby who said he heard a woman scream, but that's it. Not much to go on. Police searched the area and never found her missing items of clothing, and soon the case went cold. Just another sex worker killed by her John. I have a question. Yeah. Was she mutilated like Jack the Ripper's no. 
Okay. She was just strangled. Yeah. Strangled and like brutalized. The next one's gonna be knocked out. All is quiet for a while until November 8th, 1963. Once again, police officers were walking the beat near Hammersmith, near the Thames River, when they notice what looks to be, again, like a body in a bunch of trash. The body would turn out to be a 22-year-old named Gwyneth Rees. The location in which she was found was about a mile from the site of the previous victim's location. Reese was a little bit different. Again, she was stripped naked. Mm -hmm. She had less clothes on than the previous victim. She had one stocking on, but that stocking was only lowered down to her ankle. Now, by stocking, stocking. do you mean you know, like stocking. a... Boop, boop, stocking. Hose. Yes, hose. Mm-hmm. They were Nylons. stocking. Nylons. Nylons. She was different in that she had several of her teeth knocked out. And again, it looked like she had been strangled. Now, this is pretty interesting and horrid at the same time. A few of the articles that I read, which will be cited at the end of our episode, stated in the that... the show notes, or are you going to read them? No, I'm going to read them. I do read one, but just because... It's It's important Mm -hmm. because it's more recent. A few articles that I had read stated, and how awful is this? She had been decapitated accidentally by trash men that were there and working to pick up the trash. Right. They had a shovel and accidentally decapitated her. How awful would that be? That's a bad day at work. Terrible. So it's at this point that I must mention here that these two victims that we've just talked about, have never actually been proved to be from the work of Jack the Stripper, but later were connected after subsequent victims were found. I just wanted to do the victims in the order that they were found. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next victim was a 30-year-old named Hannah Talfert. Talfert was found on February 2nd, 1964, near the Hammersmith Bridge. She, too, had been strangled, and several of her teeth were missing. At this time, he changed the way he was doing things, and he left a little something behind that he had not done previously. He had stuffed her panties down her throat and left them there. It's only two months later that yet another body was discovered. It's April 8th, 1964, and a female was found on the shore of the Thames River at Corny Reach, Cheswick. Now, that's not very far from where Talford had been found. With that slice of crime-related podcasting, let's get into it. The thing I love about this show is that it just feels natural. Obviously, these two women are reading off of their own rote scripts, as we do get a funny bloopers at the end of each episode, but they own it, and honestly, the funny mishaps that take place and the mix-ups and facts and the names and how they play off of each other remind me of the old days of My Favorite Murder. Jen and Cam do an incredible job with research and regurgitating the information back to us in their own style with comedic twists to make sure that we all have an enjoyable show. The cases they cover, like I said earlier, tend to be less publicized, which I prefer because, let's be honest, none of us need another BTK or Golden State Killer episode. There's a million of those out right now. And, while I read this sentence, just another one launched. So, if you're looking to get back to lesser-known killers from across the globe, laugh a little bit while being truly horrified by what some people can do to another person, look no further than our True Crime Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy listening to our True Crime Podcast, or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us at Cast Junkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so follow us, won't you? We'll be posting links to this show and all others we've covered on them. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us at castjunkie.com, and we'll add it to our list. 
Until next week, don't forget to binge all the podcasts we've been highlighting. <laughs>